Welcome to the Expansive Astrology Podcast, where we look at using astrology beyond the tropes and horoscopes to tune into the natural forces around us and within us, honoring our true nature to craft our future. I'm your host, Melissa, the self-care witch, and I'm here to help you meet your magic. Without further ado, let's begin this week's episode with a tarot reading for the collective. Hello, welcome back to the Expansive Astrology Podcast. Today is episode 15. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're doing a little Leo season wrap up this week um, before we hop into Virgo season next week. And I'm shuffling the cards for the collective tarot reading and the nine of pentacles fell out. So apparently that's present for us. Um, I'll talk about that more later, but um, I'm uh, going to trust that she came out for a reason less than 30 seconds into the episode. Like, wow, I love that. Um, hi, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I'm excited for this episode. Um, it's, it's a transition from Leo into Virgo. And in between every season, I really love to consider it like a little portal, a little threshold where uh, we get to carefully consider what we want to bring from one season into the next one. We get to carefully consider how the current season is preparing us for the seasons to come. Um, it's really fun. It's one of my favorite things. So... I'm excited for this episode, but first things first, the collective tarot reading. And two cards have actually already fallen out as I've been introducing the episode, so uh, I say we jump right into it. Remember, if any of this isn't really resonating for you right now, um, take what you need and leave the rest and stay open to... Uh, how these things may play out for you over the week to come and trust your inner knowing first, you know. Uh, so let's complete the spread. Um, two cards actually fell out as I was talking. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> okay, so like I said, the nine of pentacles fell out like right off the bat, very enthusiastically. I love to see that. Um, pictured in the Smith Rider Waite deck, we see a woman really luxuriating in her space, in her garden. Uh, she has this lovely moo moo. <laughs> Um, no, this lovely like robe dress thing. And um, she has made friends with what appears to be a wild bird. Um, I mean, she's, we she's wearing a glove to handle it. So it gives me very much like sleeping beauty, making friends with all of the forest critter vibes. And the special thing about the nine of pentacles is that there's this just beautiful, luxuriating, basking, receiving gratitude type of energy. And she's not at the 10 yet. Like the being in this card 
is able to find this connection to what is natural, connection to nature, connection to, you know, earth, the pentacles represent earth. She's connecting, rooting, luxuriating in her garden before it's even quite ready to harvest, before she's even quite sure of just how juicy these pentacles that she's been working so hard to grow. She has no idea yet. And um, I'm kind of surprised at myself that I'm gendering her. I really try not to do that. So um, I'll... It, 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 she's not they, <laughs> the person in this card is not necessarily a she uh, there is like a very feminine energy and um, I personally try not to gender the cards and I typically don't so I'm kind of surprised at myself but uh, moving on <laughs> um, the nine of pentacles is present for us this sense of really um basking in all of the work that we've done using our resources using what is available to us really finding gratitude and connection rooting down with where we are and what we have even if we're not at the 10 yet even if we're not at some sort of completion even if uh, even if that doesn't feel deserved yet you know Oh, I love this card. It's in some ways a mini empress where the empress, one of the major keys of the empress is receiving and cultivating pleasure. Um, kind of those similar vibes. Now, another card fell out as I was introducing the episode and that's the five of wands. So the five of wands is present for us too. And some people may look at these two, the nine of pentacles and the five of wands. Um, if these two are both present for us, some people may look at them as opposites. But I actually kind of like this message that has come through. So let me unpack this for you. In the five of wands, we see um, five people each holding a big giant stick wand um and they're all there's kind of like um there there's a lot of chaos happening like all of the people's bodies are in these like wide weird positions and all of the wands are like intersecting and crossing and it's almost like this giant sword fight or something or <laughs> there's this meme that pops up every now and then <laughs> with the image of this card. If you don't know what this looks like, you have to Google it. But um, uh, they say that it's setting up the tent after the LSD hit <laughs> or something like that. Um, what we know, <laughs> I can't not think of that every time I pull this card. Um, what we know is that any five is kind of a contraction card, kind of a hot mess feeling. And there may be some sort of conflict or some sort of issue or some sort of difficult situation or moment going on. I mean, who doesn't have that going on in their life, right? The meaning of this card or the medicine when we just cut to the chase and it's like, okay, what are you trying to say to me? <laughs> uh, this card invites us just to check in with how we show up to those moments, how we show up to the moment where uh, you're trying to 
set up the tent and maybe it's getting dark or, or it looks like it's about to rain and it's all just tarps and poles and it feels like a hot mess. And it's like, oh my God, lots of chaos or conflict. How do we show up to those moments? How do we show up when things feel like a contracted hot mess when there are when there's conflict with other people or people aren't like flowing together or working together the way that they should like at the end of the day that's what this card is asking how do you show up to those difficult moments so we have the nine of pentacles as present for us and that is supported by the five of wands we're invited to squeeze all the juice and pleasure out of who and what we are, exactly where we are. And that's supported by the idea or just a checking in with how do we show up when things don't feel that great? Can we embrace nine of pentacles when we're in the five of wands? So I like those two together. Uh, the lesson for the week is the magician. And I smiled when I pulled the magician because there's a relationship with Virgo and um, we're moving into Virgo next week. We're going to be talking a little bit about the about Virgo energy later today. So um, it's interesting that the magician came up. The magician is ruled by Mercury and Mercury rules Virgo. So the magician is like a special guest this, this season. Um, but as a lesson... This means that our connection to our power or our belief in our power may be tested. We're learning what it is to be the magician. So when this card shows up in the lesson spot, I get a little worried. <laughs> you know, that just tells me that we're going to learn some, we're going to get some sort of opportunity to embrace the magician a little more fully. We're going to, we're going to learn some sort of lesson about what it means to be the magician in our lives. And they came up reversed. So the magician being reversed kind of just furthers that idea for me that we, we may be feeling really disconnected from this piece of us, really disconnected from our own magic, from our own power. I don't know if I really need or want to say more on that because I, what I want to encourage for you, sweet soul, sweet listener, is to just stay really aware, stay really open, stay really mindful and present of any opportunities to connect with your inner magician more fully. And part of the medicine of the magician, we see on the magician's table representations of all four elements, all four suits of the tarot. So there's a reminder when the magician gets pulled that this being is able to, is an expert of using all four elements, of using all the resources that are available to them. Can you stay open? Can you stay connected? Can you stay resourceful, stay empowered, stay in your power, connected to your magic, connected to your knowing, <laughs> uh, especially if that's feeling rocky or shaky or if it's being challenged in some way. And every time it is challenged and we notice that, we get to say, ooh, 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 this is it. This is that moment. This is that invitation 
for me to remember that I am the magician or the magician is available to me, that I have a connection, I have a knowing, I am protected, and I have resources. I love that. And our anchor for the week, another pentacles card, eight of pentacles, <laughs> which comes before the nine. So that's kind of interesting. Just to repeat, present for us is the nine of pentacles, asking us to luxuriate and embrace where we are. And that's supported by the five of wands, encouraging us to stay in our power, even when things are feeling really contracted or like a hot mess. Our lesson is the magician reversed, reminding us that there may be tests or challenges or, or, or spicy opportunities <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to embrace or remember that we are the magician and we have resources and we have power. And given all of that, our anchor is the eight of pentacles, where this person is doing the work. This person is devoted to and just in their work. Things are in progress. Like, so when this card comes up, it's kind of an in indication that it's like time to focus. Really check in with what you're devoting yourself to and tending to and um, making sure you're doing the work that needs to be done. Don't try to rush it. Remembering that we can luxuriate or sink in with a nine of pentacles feeling even in a five of wands experience or even in the eight of pentacles experience, you know, but this is our anchor. Anchoring in with what it means to be in progress. Anchoring in with, centering in with, embracing the fact that things are in progress. We aren't quite there yet. We're still really doing the work. We haven't maybe felt the fruits of our labor quite yet. Maybe, maybe not, you know, but um, that's our anchor. <laughs> what are you devoting to? What are you working with? Keeping the faith. Keeping the faith in that work. What a lovely combo. <laughs> I really hope this resonates for you. Um, it feels so empowering for me. It feels so centering for me and really like hopeful. I love that the pentacles are showing up and that the magician is showing up <laughs> as I'm about to introduce us into like Virgo season. Um, it's kind of cool. Good timing, y'all. All right. Let's talk about the expansive astrology for this week, which essentially is squeezing all the juice we can out of Leo season before it's gone. <laughs> really embracing Leo season and considering what we want to bring with us into Virgo season during this last week before we get there. So like I said earlier, I, and I say this every single season, <laughs> uh, but I love the end of the season slash the beginning of the next season. I just really love those few days leading up to the next season and leading up to the next new moon um, because the new moon always occurs where the sun is 
right? So um, it's this extra special opportunity to set intentions around and plant seeds of and evaluate and explore what I really want to bring in for the season to come. And before that new moon, before the sun moves into the new season, I always get really intentional about reflecting on like what has Leo brought to me? How have I worked with Leo? What has it illuminated to me? And what do I want to make sure stays with me as I move into this new energy, this new month, this new cycle, this new moon cycle? So this week, I encourage you to look at that for yourself. Like, what are your takeaways from Leo season? What are you taking away from the last lunar cycle? What are you taking with you or what do you wish to take with you into the next four weeks? Just checking in with what Leo has brought us and exactly how it can support our work to come. Because each season, if you've been following Expansive Astrology, you know how obsessed I am with this, with the way that each season prepares us for the next. Each season really beautifully, divinely, perfectly, impeccably. It's just like chef's kiss every time. Even if it feels kind of drastic, like we're moving from a fixed fire into mutable earth. And like sometimes sometimes the the transition can feel a little or it can sound a little like whiplashy. It's it can feel kind of drastic. Uh, but each time we're supported. Like we are always prepared. We are always set up for what is to come. And I don't just mean that in the moon is moving from Leo to Virgo. I mean in everything in life. I really believe that. <laughs> I think a counselor once told me that um Nothing will ever come to us or become illuminated to us. We'll never have to face something that we're not ready and prepared to face. And I really like that idea <laughs> because um, in those times where maybe that doesn't feel so true, I kind of adopt that belief anyway and and kind of try to trust that, okay, well, I guess if this is in my path. I must be equipped to handle it because I guess I believe that I am. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's like a mind hack. Um, the things that we believe aren't always true, which means we can kind of law of attraction or law of assumption our way through difficult situations. But anyway, I am on a major tangent. <laughs> the way Leo sets us up for Virgo is so divine. Leo, fixed fire energy, ruled by the sun, living in the fifth house of creativity. Leo brings us this fierce and equally playful invitation into heart-centeredness and luxurious confidence. We've been exploring, like, what does it mean to be a lion? What does it mean to have pride? What does it mean to embrace our fire and lean into what we're capable of and really learn what it, what it is that we're capable of when we're focused and intentional and proud and working with our fire in a really shameless way. 
Leo helps us evaluate what it is like to be shamelessly what we are and to be really fucking good at doing just that. <laughs> Leo helps us be exactly who and what we are in the most expert, beautiful, divinely aligned expression of what that means that only you can bring. Leo helps us move a little if 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 we're working with Leo just right, Leo can help us learn what it is to move from the ego being in the driver's seat to the heart being in the driver's seat where we feel just as fulfilled and proud and capable and confident, but in a less like egoic way, you know, Leo is ruled by the strength card, which has us look at our capacity our tolerance, our ability to show up with an undefended heart to everything that is being illuminated to us. Everything. (laughs) Really learning to be with the truth of ourselves in a shameless and fully accepting way. A willingness to be with, to witness and protect all parts of us without in any way expecting or asking or desiring for any piece of us to be less than what and how it is. Leo is this invitation into heart-based living. And remember this kind of cheesy idea that the heart is this bridge between our spirit and earth, between our soul and our humanness. Living from the heart more readily, more fully, with more surrender and more trust. And a part of doing that is through the ego, through enlightening the ego through managing our ego so that we can treat ourselves with pride and confidence and royalty without us being pricks about it. (laughs) Taking center stage without being cocky, taking center stage, taking the microphone without taking any light or any attention off of anyone else. Empowered alignment, empowered limelight, (laughs) empowered shamelessness. Leo reminds us how beautiful it is and how empowered it can be to have pride in a less egoic way. I think we, we equate pride and ego and each of us for ourselves can define for ourselves what it looks like to have confidence and pride in a way that doesn't make us an ass. Like you don't have to be an ass to have pride in yourself. Managing our shame so that we can bring in more pleasure, creativity, and play. And the way that this sets us up for the medicine of Virgo, ugh, I'm obsessed with it. Virgo is mutable earth energy. 
So it's this perfect combination of grounding and flexible, hardworking and resilient. It's practical and adaptive. Virgo lives in the sixth house of service or health or purpose. So it's a big invitation for us to pay attention to our life's purpose and whether we're fulfilling it. No pressure. That's really serious stuff. (laughs) What is your soul's calling here? And are you aware of it? Are you aligned with it? Are you honoring yourself? Can be kind of bitter medicine sometimes. Depending. It's kind of serious stuff. Uh, And like this playful, accepting, strong, courageous Leo energy sets us up to enter into a very serious Virgo where we're looking at analyzing the day-to-day ins and outs of what we're doing with our time and with our resources. And if it's truly wise or in alignment with our higher purpose, kind of serious material. So we don't want to allow all of the fun and play that we've been leaning into in Leo season, we don't want to allow that to just take a back seat and disappear in the seriousness of Virgo, right? So this week, this transition from one into the other is about integration, integrating what we've learned in Leo and how we can bring that into every other area of our life, no matter the season, integrating that, balancing that, that play, that pleasure, that creativity, that fun, balancing that with a more serious Virgo, balancing that idea of sacred shamelessness or being in the limelight with the hermit, which is the tarot energy associated with a Virgo. Balance, balance, balance. Virgo season is kind of about this restructuring in a way, finding new ways to work with what is present. New ways to get us closer to our goals, which requires creativity and courage, right? Which are two big keywords for Leo. Again, another example of this divine transition. We're leaning into our courage and our creativity courage to look at where we are and creativity to adjust and find new ways to work with what is present. Being present takes courage too. (laughs) The simple act, the simple act of being present requires a lot of courage, right? We have all sorts of ways of escaping the present. Numbing the present, dulling it, avoiding it, or instantly trying to fix it, or instantly trying to move past it. So we're flexing our courage and creativity this month. The courage and creativity that Leo was able to set us up for in that beautiful divine way. So that we can use that courage and creativity to further our higher purpose, to further our evolution in those more practical, more serious ways. Leo helped us embrace tons of fun 
just in time for us to swing the pendulum back toward practicality and responsibility. Take what Leo gave with you into that. Do not leave it behind. Don't let it disappear. Both energies are just as important, even if one comes more naturally or you value one more than the other or feel more comfortable in one than the other. If you feel more comfortable or confident or if you feel that a more logical, analytical approach to life is a little more natural for you, it's important to also find the value in that more emotional, more intuitive, a little more fluid, like less um, structured way of being and vice versa. Just finding the value in both, even if one is more comfortable for you or if even if one feels more valuable and worthwhile to you, just, I don't know, just check in and make sure that you have a healthy appreciation for both ways of being. All of these energies are important and finding balance is the goal. Virgo helps us in finding our life's purpose by really zooming in and paying attention to detail in the here and now. Leo helped us create a luxurious and fun and heart-centered here and now. And now, get ready to really refine that and make sure it's not only fun and luxurious, but also effective and practical and keeping us moving in the right directions. Leo helped us embrace pride for who and what we are while Virgo season is coming in and helping us to tackle any imposter syndrome that may be lingering around all of that. We're going to be talking a lot about balance, which, spoiler alert, that sets us up for Libra season, which is next. We're talking about balance, using our brilliant mind without overthinking analyzing without driving ourselves nuts, (laughs) using our brilliant brains to sink into this life experience even more deeply, even more richly, rather than the opposite where we get so stuck in our brains that we become totally disconnected, crippled, anxious, neurotic, Empowered Virgo is about like a sacred analysis, a sacred ability to criticize. Disempowered Virgo, not so sacred, (laughs) not so kind, not so effective and helpful. I mentioned Virgo is ruled by the hermit. The hermit really helps us in developing a solid sense of purpose by zooming in to the day-to-day, zooming into the present moment, zooming in and being with what the our lantern, if you will, being with our lantern and knowing that our lantern will only illuminate what we need to see, what we're capable of seeing, what we need to be with. Our lantern only illuminates this step, this next step we need to take. 
and then this one, and then this one. The hermit helps us be in the present, be with what is being illuminated to us, be with just this step right here, right now. Virgo helps us in refining this present moment, finding refuge in this present moment. Being a magician, an alchemist in this present moment. So, in expansive astrology, during Virgo season, we look at our routines. We do this really non-critical, very kind, very helpful, <laughs> very gentle analysis or review of um, our lives, of our routines. This like board meeting with ourselves um, about like how we can keep ourselves on track with our purpose. Virgo isn't just about like working, right? I know it's it's like the sixth house of service and purpose, right? But I don't want us to get too caught up in like the working of it, even though we're talking about review and board meetings and routines, right? But Virgo, like on a grander scale, on a bigger scale, Virgo is really about living this existence fully and using this experience to serve the world. So Virgo knows as important as purpose is and as important as analysis and routine is, Virgo also knows that we're not just here to work, that there's more to this existence. There's more to engaging with our resources. There is more to engaging with the earth than work. So don't be mistaken. But how can we live this experience more fully, more centered, more present, and use the present, use our connection to the present to serve our purpose or serve our community, our family, or the world in some way. Again, no pressure. Like this looks different for everyone. Some people are politicians. Some people are social workers. Some people um, are Twitch streamers. Some people are um, stay-at-home mothers and they still are serving. They all have a purpose. What does that look like for you, where you are in your unique expression, with your unique calling and your unique skills? I can't remember who says this, uh, but it feels, it, 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 it reminds me of Virgo energy, this like, show me your wounding and I'll show you your purpose. What is your purpose? How can you use your experience? And what you've learned and what you've gained from it. And how can you use what you have in this present moment to serve your purpose in some way? We're exploring finding new ways to work with what is present. Finding our life's work or our sole purpose within our day-to-day. -day, mundane. Within our mundane lives. Within our chaotic lives within our routines and our ruts? How can we even just slightly align more 
closely with our soul purpose. It's easy to get caught up in really unhealthy, really unhelpful, frankly, rude (laughs) and unneeded criticism when we're looking at these things, when we're looking at um, our routines and how we're currently aligning with ourselves and our souls, looking at our current like standards for ourselves and how we're operating, how we're showing up. Sometimes it's easy (laughs) to sink into like a really critical narrative about these things. See if you can work with that. See if you can do this evaluation. See if you can evaluate your standards, your path, your routines. Check in with these things without ripping yourself to shreds. (laughs) Check in with these things in a really curious, loving way, you know. Uh, But we're looking at like this idea that's always, it's always kind of bitter for me. But this idea that how you do one thing is how you do everything. When you really, when I really, I'll I'll just own it for myself. (laughs) But when I really think about that one, um, I just know I'm, I become aware of how much room I have to improve. It's kind of bitter medicine. And, you know, I, I do actively work to manage criticism around it. I hold myself accountable without criticizing myself. You know, hold myself accountable and look at the reality of like, I'm not living up to my standards in this way, that way, and the other way. Taking responsibility for that, holding responsibility for that without or while resisting the tendency or the urge to really kind of shame myself. It's it's sacred analysis, not shameful analysis. All right. This is this is what Virgo helps us with. How can we set ourselves up for success? How can we have kind of a, you know, how can we have a board meeting with ourselves or like a quarterly review <laughs> um, of, of how we've been doing without being jerks about it, you know? Virgo helps us work with or work through perfectionism, imposter syndrome, fear of failure, balancing like Virgo's natural tendency toward evaluation and care and analysis and like moving slowly, balancing that with with trust and like messy action, you know, doing the thing without imposing unnecessary demands on ourselves about how that thing should show up or like what the result of it should be. We learned in Leo season that true like pleasure and play requires presence so much that we are not wrapped up in the end results of a thing. We can find pleasure, pride, joy, play in the present without like (laughs) the bullshit unnecessary standards of perfectionism. When I was working for a big agency as a mental health counselor, um, I taught a lot of DBT (laughs) for a long time, dialectical behavioral therapy. And there's a lot about DBT that I really love. 
I structured my retrograde revival guide um, around DBT. And I like to mention DBT during Virgo season because I feel like Virgo would appreciate like a manualized treatment <laughs> um, during during its season, you know. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about DBT's wise mind, which in a lot of ways is, um, you know, it's about balance. Um, embracing mindfulness, looking at being versus doing, looking at our relationship log logic versus emotion, um, looking at radical acceptance and like having a non-judgmental stance. These are all invitations that come with Virgo season. Virgo energy helps us to refine who we are and how we operate. So ask yourself, as we make this transition from Leo into Virgo, ask yourself if, how can you center courage and creativity in your sweet little world center those things a little more fully for the week to come ask yourself in what ways are you committed to bringing more fun pleasure and creativity into your world how are you learning to manage your relationship with your ego how connected do you feel to your sense of like soul purpose? How aligned do you feel like your day-to-day -day routine is with that bigger soul purpose? Do you struggle with mindfulness? Like in what ways do you distract yourself or numb yourself or avoid the present moment? How can you be more fully present? How can you learn to return to the present moment, work with the present moment, and find power, refuge, and comfort there? Just some things to think about. We'll dive more fully into Virgo energy and everything that it's all about next week. And until then, I'm squeezing every last drop of goodness I can get out of uh, this Leo season. Now, before I go, let's do this week's astrological forecast. It's pretty brief this week. All of these times are in Eastern daylight time. And just as a reminder, I don't consider myself an astrologer. So I like to kind of share and look at what is happening in the sky, but I'm not here to provide interpretations. Uh, rather, I encourage you to just kind of stay tuned in or present with what is happening in the sky and just notice curiously, unexpectedly, non-judgmentally, just notice um, how things may be reflected in your day-to-day -day life. This idea of as above, so below, without overly structuring our lives around these things. Uh, you can find these times and transits printed in the show notes. I like especially considering when the moon is void, of course. I like to kind of consider those times 
um, like more chill times, if you will. Not that I avoid responsibility or avoid or avoid doing things, um, but I use the moon being void, of course, as kind of an an excuse <laughs> um, or a reason or an opportunity to um, tend myself, you know, um, rather than focusing on productivity or doing a thing. I try to, you know, it, it only happens an hour or two or maybe like four to six at max. It only happens a few hours at a time, a few times per week. But um, when it works out, <laughs> um, again, not overly structuring my life around these things, being like, um, no, I'm not going to do the dishes. The moon is void, of course. I don't feel like it. Um, I certainly don't use it in that way. But on a much more subtle, internal, um, empowered, right, healthy way, I like to look at these little chunks of time as opportunities to just tune in, find some flow, Remember that life isn't just about productivity and doing, doing, doing. Take with that what you will. But here's here's our astrological forecast. So there's not a lot going on during the week until Friday the 19th. We have the waning half moon early in the morning, 12.36 a.m. And then the moon is void, of course, from 7.06 a.m. until it enters Gemini at 8.06 a.m. Saturday the 20th, Mars enters Gemini at 3.56 a.m. Sunday the 21st, the moon is void, of course, from 6.06 p.m. until it enters Cancer at 8.29 p.m. That's also the day we have the next moon meetup. Friendly reminder, this is your formal invitation. Whether you're able and available to meet with me in Old Town Fort Collins in person, or if you want to meet with me wherever in the world you are from, it'll be Sunday the 21st, uh, but 6 p.m. Mountain Time. <laughs> so uh, it's funny. Um, I think we'll just be missing the void of the moon being void. Um, anyway, that's Sunday the 21st. On Monday the 22nd, Virgo season begins. 11.16 p.m. And then Tuesday the 23rd. I'll see you back here for episode 16, where we're really welcoming in Virgo energy. Until then, enjoy this last week of Leo season, and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so, so much, and I can't wait to see what Virgo season has in store for all of us. Um, until next time, take really extra good care of yourself. I will see you next week. Bye. Now, before you go, let me keep your ear for just a moment. This week's episode is brought to you by www.theselfcarewitch.com. 
My Bread and Butter, where you can find more information on my current courses, offerings, and other fun ways to connect with myself and yourself. If you enjoyed this episode and you dig what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review. It helps so much. And if you'd like to connect with me, head to theselfcarewitch.com. I'd truly love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.